Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today on State of the World, in the face of an escalating war, optimism for peace. Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories, up close where they're happening. It's Wednesday, November 8th. I'm Greg Dixon. As Israel's assault on Gaza from the ground and air continues, following Hamas's attack on Israel, peace in the region might seem farther away than ever. NPR's Leila Fadel talked to two people who still believe peace is possible. Yossi Balin and Hiba Husseini say that a political solution for lasting peace is the only path out of this violence. Husseini is a former legal advisor to the Palestinian Peace Process delegation. Balin is a former Israeli justice minister who helped devise the Oslo process in the 1990s that many hoped would bring peace and lead to a Palestinian state. It didn't. Earlier this year, the pair proposed a new peace plan for Israel and the Palestinians, two states that would make up what they call the Holy Land Confederation, no land swaps and cooperation that allows free movement between the two nations. Balin started by telling me that this moment, however horrible, presents an opportunity. I believe that the chances for negotiating peace today is paradoxically bigger than just a month ago. The problem is much higher on the agenda, that people in Israel understand much better that it is by not solving the Palestinian state and by talking about peace, so-called or normalization with other Arab countries, you are not solving the Palestinian problem. You may may do something which is of importance, of course, but this is not a substitute for direct talks between us and and the Palestinians. Hmm. Hiba, I want to ask you the same question. When you look today in this state of war, is peace possible with Palestinian statehood on the other side? I mean, what's the other option, really? More and more uh, human pain and suffering, uh, prolonged war, reoccupation of the Gaza Strip by Israel, uh, continuing the division of uh, West Bank and Gaza, ignoring East Jerusalem, uh, the holy sites. I mean, our confederation proposal was called the Holy Land Confederation on purpose. It was not by coincidence. It was really a statement to Israelis and Palestinians and to the world that this conflict can and should be resolved and we cannot go back to the status quo of October 6. Yossi Balin, you're considered the architect of the Oslo Accords, a pair of agreements between Israel and the Palestine Liberation Organization, or PLO, aimed to achieve peace and provide Palestinians the right to self-determination. Why, why did those agreements fail? Because of the extremists on both sides hmm. who were ready to sacrifice their lives in order to thwart our efforts. I think that we, including myself, were in many ways intoxicated, if I may say so, by the big majorities we saw in the the public opinion polls supporting the Oslo Agreement. It takes few people to, to harm these efforts. We never thought about the massacre in Hebron. 
and we never thought about the assassination of Yitzhak Rabin. And on the other hand, the suicide bombers of Hamas, who opened the doors of, of hell in, uh, in 94, uh, made it more and more difficult to believe in, in peace and, and to support peace. And we found ourselves with the governments on both sides, which were against the Oslo Agreement. And that includes Netanyahu's government? Of course. Hiba, do you also feel this way about the reason these agreements failed? Yeah, to a large extent, I agree with, with Yossi, definitely. At the same time, a lot of Palestinians felt disappointed and let down. So they, they have seen their lives, the quality of their lives, deteriorating instead of improving. In the meantime, Israel, their neighbor, with whom they're supposed to be having a peaceful relationship, is developing, uh, moving into high-tech, uh, uh, agro-business growing, uh, access to the in- international world, and, and we are stuck under occupation. So from a Palestinian perspective, to many, Oslo was not a success. The extremists in both communities that don't agree with coexistence, that they're still going to be part of both societies. How do you deal with that? And I'm talking about Hamas. I'm talking about armed settlers. I'm talking about the most right-wing cabinet ministers or right-wing members of Israeli society. What do you do? We have to know exactly whom are we speaking about. And I believe that on both sides, the, the security authorities are knowledgeable about uh, these groups. They are, the good news is they are not very big. Hmm. Of course, in the long run, it is education. But if we are speaking about the short run, the coming years, it is first and, and foremost to follow them, to find them, and to arrest them if needed. Mm-hmm. Hippa? Well, there are going to be spoilers, no doubt about that. I mean, as it happens in every society. The mainstream gave the spoilers the opportunity to grow. So these are mistakes that should not be repeated. We cannot allow the minority, extreme minority, to spoil for the majority mm. who are pluralistic, who want peace, who, who want to have a welfare and, and live in peace. They, they See, the majority do not accept violence on either side. Mm. But we have allowed them to grow because we have, uh, we have ignored the problem. We cannot allow the problem to be ignored. I mean, there are laws. I mean, when somebody commits a, a crime, I mean, somebody, uh, let's say in the U.S., commits homicide, he or she are arrested and, and they are tried and they are imprisoned. Here, they are left to grow and keep growing into bigger and bigger groups. We have to stop this. You've proposed together a path forward, a possible path towards peace and a true solution Do you think people will listen? Now they will. Because of this war? Because of this war, yeah. They wanted to deceive themselves and to say, okay, we can continue and go on like that. And they know today that it is totally, but totally impossible. People have to listen, whether it's our idea or other ideas, but people have to listen to the urgency 
in, in addressing this conflict. So I think this is the time. Yossi Balin and Hiba Hosseini, together they proposed a new approach to reach a long-lasting peace between Israelis and Palestinians with two states. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. That's the State of the World from NPR. A special thanks to our State of the World Plus listeners for supporting our journalists around the world. If you like what you hear and you're able to join them in making our reporting possible, please sign up at plus.npr.org or on our show page in Apple Podcasts. Thanks to everyone for listening. See you again soon. I'm Jesse Thorne. Why did Cola Scola write a bonkers, extremely fictionalized play about Mary Todd Lincoln? Well, you know, it was 2020 and we were all so isolated. I, I just started doing research. On, but the truth is, I, no, I just thought of it. We'll talk about that and more on Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. Ah, the satisfying sounds of more sales in your business. And from the sound of it, your business is growing. But you shouldn't have to pay more to scale your business. With Stamps.com, you can import orders from wherever you sell online. Find the lowest rates with the fastest delivery times and instantly deliver tracking updates to your customers and stock up on supplies. Get started at Stamps.com today with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR.